0: back with another episode of the JamBase Podcast. I'm Andy Kahn, and JamBase is a partner of Osiris Media, podcasting, music. This episode presents my interview with My Morning Jacket frontman Jim James. We spoke this week in advance of the band's upcoming Halloween costume ball and celebration concert, taking place soon in their hometown of Louisville. We'll hear that interview in a moment, right after a pause to hear about the sponsors of this episode. Looking for a new hobby to complement your live music addiction? Psychedelic Art Exchange is here to help. Concert poster collecting is a great way to commemorate your favorite bands, artists, and live shows by displaying stunning, world-class, valuable artwork on your wall. Go to ConcertPosterGallery.com to shop for posters from the 1960s to today, along with vintage swag and more unique collector's items. And don't miss Jambase's ongoing four-part series documenting the history of concert posters. Psychedelic Art Exchange is the number one source to buy, sell, and learn about vintage concert posters. Head over to ConcertPosterGallery.com to explore their expanding online store or to bid on vintage rarities in one of their twice-monthly auctions. Happy collecting! This episode is sponsored by SoFar Sounds. SoFar Sounds is a global community of music lovers creating space where music matters. SoFar invites guests to discover new artists, places, and people, whether at home or abroad, in over 400 cities around the world. Now integrated with Jambase's concert listings, SoFar shows transform everyday spaces, from living rooms and rooftops to boutiques and museums into captivating venues for secret live shows. Creating inclusive experiences that bring people closer together. Each SoFAR features different musical styles, and you won't know who's performing until they take the stage. Once they do, you just might fall in love. Previous SoFAR performances have featured Ben Gibbard, Lucius, Leon Bridges, Beirut, Billie Eilish, Moses Sumney, Soccer Mommy, and many other talented musicians from around the globe, including previous Jam Based podcast guests, Sylvanesso, Krungman, Anderson East, and and the Bangas. SoFar keeps the location secret until the day before the show. The SoFar community creates an inclusive space where music matters so that you can get lost in the performance. Locations of SoFar experiences have taken place in such unexpected spots as under an airplane in the Aeronautical Museum in Spain, at a climbing gym in Houston, between the barrels in a distillery in Boulder, Colorado, as well as in New York City at a volleyball court, in the engine room at the Kellam Island Museum in Sheffield, England, and in libraries, apartments, amusement parks, and countless other cool spots around the world. To learn more about SoFar Sounds, visit sofarsounds.com or search Jambase to find a SoFar Sounds event happening near you. All right, getting back to regularly scheduled programming, some of you may have noticed that last week we took off from publishing a new Jambase podcast episode. That was due in large part to the fact that most of Team Jambase had gathered together in Massachusetts for a week long get together. We all had an absolutely wonderful time at Soundcheck Studios in Pembroke for As Summer and Autumn Slips, our two-day event featuring incredible and mostly instrumental live music. Thanks to all of the musicians that participated, including Marco Benevento, who reunited his trio with Reed Mathis on bass and The Slips' Andrew Barr on drums. Mathis also performed with the OG Jacob Fred Jazz Odyssey trio alongside keyboardist Brian Haas and drummer Jason Smart. We were also thrilled to get to take in sets by local veterans Club Delph, as well as Wolf, that's Wolf with an exclamation mark, featuring guitarist Scott Metzger. And last but certainly not least, William Tyler dazzled us both nights with his signature playing on both acoustic and electric guitars. Kudos to Jam Damon Odingman and everyone involved at Soundcheck Studios, and of course the musicians, for putting together such a memorable event. If you get a chance, don't miss the opportunity to see a show at Soundcheck Studios. The new space is welcoming with a friendly and helpful staff, incredible acoustics, and terrific sightlines. I'm really looking forward to getting back out to see live music there again soon. Speaking of seeing live music soon, as I mentioned, My Morning Jacket will be performing on Saturday, October 29th, in their hometown of Louisville, at the KFC Yum! Center. I spoke to Jim James about the upcoming Halloween costume ball and celebration over a call earlier this week. We started by talking about My Morning Jacket's recent tour in support of their 2021 self-titled album, which saw the band playing more shows than in recent years. Jim described what it's been like hitting the road while still dealing with COVID. He talked about what it felt like to have to cancel shows in Louisville in June when he came down with COVID despite his best efforts to avoid it. The cancellation led to the rescheduling of the upcoming Halloween concert, which will feature support from local Louisville groups producing a kind generation and Louisville Leopards percussionists. Jim told me about how the band goes about selecting openers and whether or not to expect collaborations at the Halloween celebration. Hometown shows can come with their own challenges and obstacles, and I asked Jim if there is still added pressure when the band plays in Louisville. He discussed their history with Louisville, which dates back to the 1990s. The interview covered Jim's relationship with Halloween and how much he gets into the spooky spirit of the holiday. We talked about the prospect of the band dressing up for the concert and if there will be a common theme. Jim noted that being able to play guitar and sing is something that needs to be considered when planning a costume to wear on stage. I asked him about how My Morning Jacket prepares the setlist for a special concert and if they started working on one for Halloween. We covered how covers get brought into the fold, and if he feels like playing them and having guests are necessary for making shows special. Before letting him go, I asked Jim what plans My Morning Jacket had for the future. They don't have any shows scheduled after Halloween. And he mentioned that they were about to start working on a new studio album, which is certainly exciting news to hear. We packed a whole lot into our somewhat condensed chat, and I had a lot of fun talking with Jim. I will mention there were a few instances where the audio was affected by a bit of an unstable connection but such is life in the Zoom world we live these days. Hopefully it's not too distracting for you. And now here's my interview with Jim James with My Morning Jacket, which will lead into with a bit of the song Regularly Scheduled Programming from the band's self-titled album.
1: Dishes are bound in the sink Blood veins
0: we're gonna be uh talking about morning my morning jackets halloween costume ball and celebration that's uh gonna take place saturday october 29th in your hometown of louisville at the kfc yum center Uh, that's pretty exciting for you guys huh
2: yeah, it's super exciting. It's crazy cuz it's uh I got covid in the summer when we were supposed to do uh our shows here. So that was like obviously a huge disappointment to have to sure. cancel that that. So now it's like it's like almost like a double <laughs> double excitement or whatever cuz it's like it's fun to be doing this, but also like it's also we're making up for the one that we missed. So it's doubly exciting.
0: Yeah, I was. I have to say I'm resisting the urge to say it's going from two shows to one big holiday show. Um, but that, would, that, that would be just too easy. <laughs> That's good. Easy. <laughs> That's good. Uh, um, so you guys have done a lot of touring this year. Um, you've had a few weeks off now. How have you been feeling about all these shows you've been playing this year?
2: Oh, it's been really beautiful to be back. You know, it's just been such a surreal time for everybody. Um, you know, on the planet period, you know, so yeah. to to be able to gather together and experience music again, you know, in every way has been so healing, you know, for, for me as a uh, as a listener, you know, and a person who's goes to shows and experiences shows and also as a performer or whatever, just the whole thing being back, you know, with people. You know, there, there's just something that I don't think we even can put any words to. It's just a feeling that you have when you're around people. You know, this exchange of energy uh, that's just so vital to our survival, you know, that's like just feels Definitely. feels so good to have that again.
0: And, and you, I, I take it then we're experiencing that quite a bit. I mean, you guys played more shows this year than you have in recent years is that how's that been sort of the 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 weight of it all i guess
2: well it's been interesting because i mean it's like we've been going so long now and and there's been periods over the years where um you know it's been more difficult than other times and Mm -hmm. i've had my own personal struggles or whatever that kind of come and go and sure the face of the shows and stuff and uh i mean I, i think for us as a band it's like we're really in a good place right now. We're really in a a place of uh, really good communication, really good, mm-hmm. just kind of knowing more of what we want and how much we want to go, and how much rest we need, and and that we're all in a really healthy place, like taking good care of ourselves and trying to be more, trying to be more conscious in general. Um, so I feel like all of that has contributed to a healthier touring environment which is like obviously easier to keep uh keep going you know if you're you're feeling healthier definitely
0: well it's good to have you guys back you guys have sounded great from what i've seen and heard and um definitely excited for these hometown shows and and i should say hometown show The, with the show coming up in Louisville, is there still an added pressure or stressfulness for you guys to play hometown gigs? You know, there's sort of the like cliche about having a, a guest list a mile long when you're when you're in home and and it can yeah. kind of be easier on the road. Do you guys is that still the same for you guys? Oh, definitely. Yeah. I mean, I think any, anybody knows
2: that from putting on any kind of performance or, or giving a speech or, you know, putting on a teaching a class or whatever it is when you're doing it in your hometown space there's just like more energy. There's that lifelong energy, you know, of like yeah. all the people that you've known forever, you know, you want to make it a beautiful night for everybody. And you know, obviously we always want to make it a beautiful night for everybody everywhere. But it like, yeah, in, in your hometown place, you're kind of like, just like, yeah, the energy is heightened because you're,
0: uh, you know, so many people that you know and love are going to be there that have known you your entire life. Are you in the, Are you able to embrace that or, it, or does that, is that something you have to kind of avoid and, and try to kind of ignore?
2: Oh no, we always embrace it. You know, it's yeah. like, that's the, we always try to celebrate, uh, you know, Louisville and try and highlight for folks like what's cool about town and, and different, you know, musical acts going on over the years that that we have opened the shows or um, just like there's so much uh, beauty here and Louisville is such a strange, magical place that, a lot of people don't really know about um you know stuff that you really know a lot about so uh, we really try to celebrate it and uh just kind of pray to the spirits you know because also it's just also out of your hands you know it's like you just don't it'd be a yeah. great show or the you know could the trail, train go off the track you know, you just know um for any show so that's a big part of it too is just kind of letting go you know trying to try your best and And putting your best out there, but knowing that at the end of the day, you got to also just let go.
0: Do you get a sense of nostalgia from it? Like, does it bring about memories of sort of the early days of the band and and playing around Louisville and stuff?
2: Oh, god, absolutely. Yeah, because I mean, it's been, you know, we first started playing My Morning Jacket shows like in 1998 here. It's been a a really long time, you know. And so many venues have come and gone, you know, in so, so many mm-hmm. places, uh, you know, things change so much, you know, so many people that have uh, come and gone, you know, people have died and new people have been born and, you know, kids come up and become adults and just the cycle of life. Um, yeah, it's, it's wild to, uh, to look at it all.
0: And you mentioned a minute ago, like involving different Louisville acts as openers. You've got producing A Kind Generation and the Louisville Leopards Percussionists opening the show uh, coming up on October 29th. Were you guys involved in picking those guys? Yeah, we're always involved in picking who
2: who we play shows with. That's
0: I cool. mean, unless you're playing like a
2: giant festival or whatever those times. Right, people, right. The, uh, yeah, I mean, producing A Kind Generation is like, they're such a cool uh, band that's, um, I mean, they're not exactly new. They've been around a few years now, but, um, mm-hmm. I just really love their, their vibe and, and what they put out there. And, uh, Louisville Leopards is a really amazing group, uh, for kids learning how to play music. And, uh, we play with them, uh, God, over 10 years ago. Now we played with them oh, here wow. and, um, our drummers daughters in there now. And a couple of my, uh, nephews are in there so we've like all got family members in there and stuff so they've been around a long a time too and uh they do they're just a really great um resource for the community
0: and how does it go about like how do you guys go about deciding that is it is it a you put names in a hat is it a, d- a democracy do you put it to a vote how do you guys select who gets to, to honor you know sharing the the stage with you guys
2: Oh, I don't know we just kind of think about it and talk about what everybody's into at the same at the time you know and what's mm-hmm. kind of going on and um you know it's just kind of always is flowing different things are flowing at different times and um, we just try to listen to that. It's kind of tough because this time we were gonna do two shows in the summertime, but the the spaces are different and you can't really do trying to do an outdoor show uh-huh. here at this time is time like all the logistics and stuff that came. We definitely wanted to do a makeup show this year, um, but like that we only, after everything was said and done, there was only this this availability to do this one show. So, um, you know, it's obviously easier to have more people included when you have more shows. Uh, so that was kind of a bummer. We had uh, Kiana and the Sun Kings, this really cool band from here was playing the other show and then the River City Drum Corps, which is another uh, kid's music organization was they were playing the other show but uh, so hopefully we'll, we'll get back uh play a show with them at some point in the future
0: definitely and and might there be some collaboration with uh the openers the at the show coming up here
2: yeah i hope so i mean that's that's something we're always trying to do it's kind of weirder in the COVID times sometimes depending on like who's right. uh who's feeling well and who's not feeling well yet
0: yeah the yeah
2: post covid touring is sometimes it almost turns the backstage into like a a hospital like a medical ward or something Yeah, you because know, everybody's no just doubt. like stay stay safe stay, stay uh you know like it's like let's get through the show you know cause it's like what happened in the summer you know it's like when i got COVID and, and canceled these shows it is brutal i mean it is like i think that's one thing i'm not sure you know has been talked about enough in the music industry. It's just like, there's this new heightened sense of stress on, on everybody mm-hmm, that's touring mm-hmm. now, you know, cause it's always been stressful touring, but now you've got this new thing in there that could knock you out at any minute. So, right. um, that's the thing that, um, I know people are starting to talk about it more and more, but, um, as musicians amongst each other, we're just trying to talk about it. Um, you know the people's health is the first thing, and people's people's health mentally and physically is is the most important, you know, so it's like just trying to get that into the consciousness of the public too it's like um, as cancellations become more of a normal part of the whole thing is that it's just like everybody kind of accepting that that's part of it, and you know obviously nobody ever wants to cancel but if somebody's uh, sick or, or struggling mentally or whatever and, and they feel like canceling's the best thing for their health, that's I feel like we all need to kind of support people and, and normalize that conversation around mental health and the COVID of it all.
0: Definitely agreed. And if you don't, it just adds to the anxiety, like the anxiety of being the person that gets sick and doesn't want to take the time off and doesn't want to be the person that's causing the cancellation. If you know that you're going to be supported and that it's going to be okay if you do it, that's got to help with that anxiety, just at least on a a small level.
2: Yeah, I think it is. I think like anything, it's good to talk about it. You know, it's like just good for us to kind of talk about it.
0: Well, and it, it right now, it's it's pretty difficult to be a touring musician for for most it for most people that are out there doing it and i think the more that all you are honest with about it and and uh, forthright with uh, the challenges that come about the better that you all will do in the long run yeah i hope so the
1: more you give yeah, the more you get tell it to the world tell it to the world give, yeah, the more Tell it to the world. Tell it to the world. Yeah, yeah. the more you give, now go tell it to.
0: talk about this Halloween show. Are you a big Halloween fan? Like, do you get into the Halloween spirit, so to speak?
2: Oh, yeah. I love yeah? Halloween. I mean, its I don't really pick favorites anymore, but it's definitely one of my favorite yeah. holidays. You know, it's just such a fun holiday, and, and I think it's like, you know, it's such a great reason to celebrate and and uh, really be grateful for the people that you love and uh, both living and dead, you know. I think it's a... Yeah. I think our, our culture... Um, I don't think our culture's done a really great job with death, you know, and I think it's like kind of our our job to um you know celebrate death and celebrate the, the how normal a part of life it is and try to make yes. it um something that people talk about more and something that um you know people just you know i mean obviously it is a scary thing and it is a big big thing that happens in life, but um it's also so normal. And I think the more we can kind of, uh, again, talk about it and celebrate it and, uh, you know, just kind of make it a part of life, it it makes everything um, just feel better for everybody. So, yeah, I've I've always loved Halloween and getting dressed up. We've been like looking through uh, old photos of all the Halloween shows we've played. We've been trying to post some of those photos uh, Mm -hmm. on social media and stuff of just like just so many fun, silly, you know, hilarious times because you just get it's so fun to like be like all right what are we going to do you know how can we yeah and because there's so many costumes that would be fun at a party or whatever but you just can't play a show in Mm -hmm. (laughs) so it's like Mm -hmm. you have to find something that you can play a show in and not like uh die in the heat or whatever
0: still wear a guitar yeah (laughs) yeah so so that leads me to a question are you without giving away are you guys planning on wearing costumes for the show
2: oh yeah absolutely.
0: And will there be a group theme?
2: Well, I can't give anything away. You know, it's okay. like, well, that's the, sure, love sure. the surprise of seeing yeah. somebody on Halloween and kind of just seeing what they're going to do.
0: I love the uh, Colonel Sanders costumes you guys did <laughs> a, a long time ago now. but that, I, that, And that was back at the uh, KFC Yum! Center, I think, too, right? Yeah, it was. Yeah, God, it seems
2: like so long ago.
0: So do you have any fond memories uh, that stand out from past jacket Halloween shows? I mean,
2: really like almost too many to remember, yeah. you know, there were some, like, we were just kind of trying to, we were sitting there one night on tour and just talking about all the Halloweens, you know, and, uh, remembering when we were the Ghostbusters or, you know, just different things that we've done and, and other weird years where we, my costumes are often just kind of making your own thing, you know, just finding a bunch yeah. of, of strange things and making your own kind of, whatever. Um, So yeah, we've just like been reminiscing about that a lot. And uh, yeah, it's uh, such a fun uh, process.
0: What about as a kid? Do you have a favorite costume or memory from being a kid?
2: Well, it's kind of the same. There's this endless sea of of memories I have of being a kid and like going trick or treating with my sisters and going trick or treating with my cousins and um, just that feeling of also music on Halloween. You know, it's like I, One of my most visceral memories as a kid was like, you know, hearing kind of traditional Halloween songs or whatever, and just being kind of like, what are they singing about? You're like, what are are they doing? You know, that that feeling where you're trying to figure it out. And I remember like maybe in fifth grade, uh, we had gone trick-or-treating or or whatever. And I went down to my bedroom and uh, dumped all my candy on the floor and turned on the radio and uh, Ramble on by Led Zeppelin came on and I had yeah, yeah. never heard that before. And just something about the, the kind of spookiness of that song and the way that song yeah. feels, feels like fall and feels like Halloween, you know, and mm-hmm. just like the, uh, I thought that was really, um, I don't know, just something about the way the music and the air feel uh, around Halloween.
0: So have you guys started talking about the set list for the show?
2: Yeah, we have actually. We just kind of started trying to figure it out.
0: Now, does do you when you have a show like this? Do you do you feel like you need to make it special? Do you need to add covers or guests or something to the set list, or or is that not necessarily something that has to be part of this kind of a gig?
2: We just kind of let everything take its course, you know. Because depending on what's happening and who's around and and mm-hmm. what you know where our heads have been. Everything's always different. You know? So, I mean, it's like we always be special um, no matter what we do. And when you do these kind of holiday things like New Year's or Halloween or whatever, there's definitely like a, a heightened sense of reality because of the change in the air and what everybody's feeling. So we definitely always try to tap into that for sure.
0: And, and what is sort of the band's process for making a set list? Do you have like a text thread that you're, you're kicking around or a, a shared document or something, or is it all just in your head?
1: Normally on a tour,
2: we're kind of all gathered around, um, and I'll usually start it and then we'll kind of all get, get in there and then, um, Bo's usually plays a big part in, like, we call it the or demolition method, where we'll we'll kind of get in there and just start demolishing it, you know, and trying to. So, and we've been really conscious of uh, trying to really switch the sets up since we kind of post COVID. um, Mm -hmm. And that's been really fun. And I feel like Bo's Bo's been a big part in that. And we're really trying to be like, let's switch it up, make sure we're um, playing older songs and doing this and doing that, you know. that kind of mm-hmm. makes it more fun for everybody. Um, and it's also kind of more of just like a process of, uh, of risk or whatever, you know, cause you're like, Oh, let's try this or that. And sometimes you're like, I don't know how well that worked, you know, but, but it's, yeah, uh, yeah. or sometimes it works great or whatever, but, uh, that's been a really fun thing lately.
0: And will you, if you are going to incorporate, say like a new cover, how does that come about? Is that, again, sort of a democratic process? Is it just somebody kicking out the idea on the tour bus or in a text? It's definitely
2: democratic. I mean, usually it kind of comes down to what I feel like I can sing. Sure. You know, and that's like... Sure. A lot of people will toss stuff out, and I'll be like, "Oh, that's a great idea," but I just don't but, think
0: I could sing it or whatever. But Jim, you can sing anything, man. I mean, <laughs> come
2: on, well, I don't. Thank you, but <laughs> not quite. But yeah, that's think, the interesting part because it's like at the end of the day, I've got to sing it and I've got to feel good about it. So it's like, um, but yeah, I mean, we definitely want everybody to be stoked
0: about it. And and have you started rehearsing at all for it? Are you at that point yet?
2: Well, I mean, we were just doing for a while, so we're pretty rehearsed. And then we've got a couple oh, yeah, days yeah. of rehearsal right before the show. Okay. So, yeah.
0: You know, I also want to call out that you're doing that part of the proceeds will go to change today, change tomorrow. I think you guys do a lot of great work with nonprofits. Um, what can you, what can you tell me about picking uh, change today, change tomorrow and, and, and what made you want to help them?
2: Well, I mean, they just do a lot of great stuff around the uh, community with social justice and food justice. And, uh, yeah, we're just always trying to look at different things that that speak to social justice or equality Mm -hmm. or definitely like things that speak to uh, education, especially like kids music, you know, like the Louisville Leopards and uh, different things like that. Um, You know, it's just like we, we feel like so blessed that people want to come see us play music, you know, that's like such a mm-hmm. blessing. And it's, we always want to make sure that we're using that to hopefully, uh, turn people on to, to good organizations or, or raise money for good organizations. Um, so yeah, it just feels like kind of all part of the, um, all part of just trying to, uh, increase consciousness and, and just make the world a safer, uh, place for everybody.
0: It's so cool. I think it's really cool you guys do that. Um, thanks again for your time today. Again, the My Morning Jackets Halloween Costume Ball and Celebration, Saturday, October 29th in Louisville at the KFC Yum Center. Um, good luck with everything. Any other plans for the rest of the year, Jim?
2: Well, I mean, kind of all the focus is on this big Halloween show. And then after sure. that, we're actually going to start recording uh, another record. So we're we're excited about that sick well i'm glad i
0: asked and i'm very much <laughs> looking very much looking forward to that and uh looking forward to see what comes so this uh sh- this show coming up uh, good luck to you guys and uh thanks have, a, have a good gig man all right thanks cheers. for your time again cheers man yeah, take care thanks can try much harder to get back on to
1: get back
0: all for this episode of the jam based podcast thanks to jim james for joining me tickets to my morning jackets halloween costume ball and celebration on saturday october 29th at kfc yum center in their hometown of louisville are on sale now thanks to our sponsors so far sounds and psychedelic art exchange jake alexander helped produce the episode thanks jake we'll be back soon with another insightful interview so in the meantime stay safe out there and go see live music